Welcome to today's edition of The Blazing Gray Show with Jason Graves, Mike Janung, and Julie Dozier. Blazing Grace covers important life-affecting issues with grace-filled answers. Here are your hosts, Jason, Mike, and Julie. It's The Blazing Gray Show, a first ever, hopefully monthly, possibly last, call-in show. My goodness, we're live here and we're, we've got some callers on the line waiting to ask us their questions, guys. Mike, Julie, welcome. How does it feel to be on your first live call-in show? It's exciting. I, you look excited. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited. <laughs> well, we're excited. We're, we're going to be fielding questions today. So we're going to do this every month. If you'd like to be a part of a call-in show, email us. That's mike at blazinggrace.org. And uh, we'll get you all set up for that. You can call in from anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. And let's go out to our first caller, Deborah in Oklahoma. Oh, hello, hello, Deborah, and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. It's it's an honor to be online today with you all. Well, thank you. What can we do for you today in terms of a question? Well, I don't know that I really have a question right now. It kind of caught me off guard, but um, I do have a comment, if that's okay. Sure, sure. Um, we recently had a conference in Colorado Springs, and I just wanted to comment about that. Um, Mike... Um, came and did a session with our men, and it was such a blessing, and the men are still very, um, I don't know all the word to say, um, excited. Hmm. Um, they were very encouraged and enlightened, and my my husband was, um, it was a life-changing experience for him. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I just want to say that I really thank the Lord for Blazing Grace for the ministry and, and all that you all are doing. Amen. Amen. It's an honor to be a part yeah. of, of Blazing Grace. It really is. <laughs> Praise God. Deborah, you made a comment to me a while back that in the state you're in, that the uh, the church is basically corrupt with sexual sin. Can you kind of elaborate on what you're seeing and what you're hearing there in your state? Okay. Yes. Um, in, in our city, uh, there are a lot of ministers who are in the pulpit and a lot of sexual sin, homosexuality, um, and these things are known. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's very corrupt. Um, and what I have seen that has been so grieving to me is the lack of fear of God and how ministers uh, minister. And, and I know it's not only here in Oklahoma, it's all over, but it's real prevalent here. Um, to where they have no fear of getting in the pulpit, preaching, and living any kind of way. And it's very, very grieving, and the effects of it is beginning to really show in our city. The immorality, um, the lust, the adultery, the fornication, pornography, homosexuality. And it's very prevalent here in Oklahoma. Um, And again, it's very grieving. And so um, this topic is so needed here. Um, it, it's a, uh, like I shared with Mike a few weeks ago, in-your-face type thing is what's needed um, because we've, we've shrugged, uh, we've, we've, we've dusted things under the rug for so long and mm. people are so comfortable uh, in their lifestyles. They have no fear of God, no fear of, of judgment, and it's just very grieving to see what's going on. Mm. What do you see happening in the pulpits as far as confronting sexual sin in the congregations? Right now, uh, you don't see very much of it. 
Um, <laughs> Do you see any very of it? little <laughs> confrontation as far as um, judgment of God or preaching uh, against the the uh, pornography or immorality. You you hear very little of that down here. Do you think that that might be because the uh, pastors themselves are struggling with that? Yes, I do. And when when you confront, or whenever uh, I've been in meetings um, where the Lord has had me say things, and you can tell, you can feel it, where you get the cold, you know, the breeze comes through, like, oh, don't get on that topic, mm-hmm. I think, because they're not wanting to confront it and bring it out in the open. But we're dealing with so many issues as a result of the immorality that's going on in the pulpits. And uh, it's, it's just really, it's sad to see. Mm-hmm. But it, this is an issue that must be dealt with in the body. So Mike helped deal with that. Your husband went to a conference of his a uh, week or two back. What have you seen I mean, in terms of specifics? I know you said he was excited and uh, still sort of experiencing the effects. Okay. What do you think, for our listeners out there who think about maybe going to a conference and getting some help and looking at these issues, paint the picture of what they could expect maybe after hearing the message of sexual redemption and integrity and uh, having some life change as your husband has. What What are some things that they could look forward to? Okay. Um, for one thing, I think um, for for several of the men, um, of course, it was a shocking type of a topic because some of the things that were shared was so open. But I think uh, looking at it now and, and getting feedback, um, it, it was necessary because some of them were challenged to really take a look at their life and their lifestyle and, and different things. Um, my, my husband, one of the things that he said was, that he really enjoyed from the workshop was the openness and honesty of the things that Mike shared and how open he was. You mean we can be open when we're talking about sexuality? (laughs) As long as you don't go on the radio about it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you should be if, you know, of course, for a lot of people, again, it's it's a thing where they don't want to be open and honest, but if you really want help, you have to be Mm -hmm. honest about where you are. And uh, some of them kind of froze up, and uh, the leader of our men's group, for example, he did share some things. And, and I think that that was a good icebreaker so that when they encounter it again, they'll know, okay, I can relax, I can be myself, I can share type thing. But, of course, this is a subject for pastors. They don't want to open up about it. One of the things that shocked me when I shared that that morning was that when I asked the men to raise their hands who had grown up with a loving father, a father encouraged, and not one man in the room rose his hand or put his hand up. Yes, and that's another thing. My husband has mentioned that over and over again because that had an effect on him as well. Um, and, and so it, it had a big impact um, because most men don't have that loving, haven't had that, and so a lot of times they don't know how to open up either. And That touched me, too, when I heard about that. That really did touch me. Amen. Well, listen, uh, thanks for being with us today, Deborah. We're, we've got a, another call, caller to go to, but bless you, sister. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for uh, continuing yourself a part of the Blazing Grace team. Amen. 
Thank you for having me. I have enjoyed it, and I pray blessings on you today. All right. Bless you back. Thanks, Let's go Deborah. to, uh, how about Anna out in good old Greeley? Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is uh, Jason Graves along with Mike Janung and Julie Dozier, and uh, we are here to answer your questions today. How about that? Sounds good. Well, what do you have for us? Um, my question is, oh, I'm wondering what my best response to my husband is right now. He's um, he's in recovery, and um, he has a change of heart, and he will tell me that he loves me and um, that... He wants, he's for me and not for his sexual addiction and the prostitution and such, but um, he was saying that when he was blaming me and accusing me and saying he despised me and when he was sleeping with other women, and so I don't have a frame of reference for understanding right now that he loves me because my framework is that he told me he loved me when he was doing all the other things, so he tells me he loves me now and it gets all twisted inside and I don't know how to respond or how to tell him how I feel Anna I'd like to respond to that and and just say that uh, with sexual addiction there's what's called verbal reality and um, and what you need to do is watch what he does and and explain that to him is that because you have heard those same words when he was acting out that you're just going to have to see it um, face to face and you're just going to have to see it through his actions and and have him show you that he loves you Mm -hmm. i mean that's a scary thing julie but i mean i I love the saying and i encourage this in my own life as well as my clients to say hey the most self-respecting thing you can do right now in recovery is to request others to believe your your actions, not your words. Mm-hmm. And that's because, uh, Anna, self-deception is such a huge part of what gets us into this problem in the first place that it uh, it tends to stay around and it stays a part of the the process. So we ought not to really trust ourselves. Another thing uh, to that end is that you know our best thinking got us here, and so if we think that we we have all the answers and we can't trust others, then uh, you know we're going to have a very limited recovery. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like if he had told me when he was doing all that stuff that that's what he really wanted and that <laughs> this is what I really want. I want my sexual addiction or I want this and, you know, I don't really love you right now, then at least there would be some integrity in what he was doing. And I could believe him when he says, well, I feel a different way. Mm-hmm. Now He's saying one thing and doing one to something else and then saying the same thing, expecting me to believe it different. Mm-hmm. Well, Anna, it may be, an, it may have been an issue of integrity, very likely, but it also could have been that he did love you as best as he knew how to love at that time. And when there's no authenticity, there's no intimacy. And, and that's, that is what love is about. And so um, it's very possible that many men, um, when they say that, they, they believe that. What's my best a response to him right now when he tells me that. I'd like to ask <clears throat> first, what does your husband's actions look like these days? Does he is is he showing you by any kind of I don't know going to a support group or anything like that that he's serious? Yeah, he's 
Well, he's in another state at a treatment program, so we have very little contact. It's just via phone. So when he talks to me, I can see some heart change, but I don't have a whole lot of, um, like, evidence for, like, a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind of early right now to tell because he's in that full-time treatment program, right? Yeah. 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 So the real proof is in the pudding uh, when he comes out, right? Yeah. Okay. So when he comes out of that. But I think it's a pretty good sign, and hopefully you're feeling somewhat encouraged that he's in this treatment program. I think that's a pretty big commitment. Has that been hope hope building and encouraging to you? Um, Yes. Okay. Good. And what are you doing in terms of your own recovery? Uh, You know, being in recovery is kind of like... You know, getting in a car crash where, you know, you're, you've crashed your car, your husband was driving, you weren't, but now, you know, you're at the emergency room door and he's chosen to go in for treatment and you're sitting there and obviously passengers can have injuries in car wrecks as well. Um, you know, it may just be a bump on your forehead, but it may be a full concussion. And I'm, I'm just sort of curious, have you given that much thought? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And what's that looking like for you right now in terms of... Your uh, intermediate recovery, yeah. Um, I've been to a number of conferences where the Lord has brought a lot of healing to my heart, Good. personally. Uh-huh. And then, um, I'm in a co-joint counseling program that's associated with the program that he's in. Okay. So I have, like, weekly, like, pretty intensive Bible study homework and okay. uh, once-a-week counseling appointments. Great. And I have some other women that I can talk to and pray about, pray with. Great. So you're in like a Bible study group? Um, actually, the Bible study is part of my counseling program. Oh, it is. Interesting. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So okay. you're you're getting other people's perspectives uh, in your life, and they're they're looking at your life and giving you feedback, and and you're open to those kind of things, kinds of things. Yeah, I feel right. like God's like brought me like that. I was so dead, and then He brought me back to life personally. But I just see so much death in my relationship with my yeah. husband. Yeah. That sometimes I get discouraged that that can come back to life. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'd like to just pray for you. Can we do that real quick? You bet. Well, Father, we just we love you, and we thank you for your love for Anna. And Lord, even though this is a desperate situation in her marriage, we know that it's not beyond what you can do in, in your healing. So we just thank you that her husband is taking the step of getting some help, that she is not sitting around and, and uh, just waiting for the magic button to be pressed, but she's also... Uh, towing the line and getting herself in plugged into something that's going to be a healing process for her as well. So, Lord, just give them a vision for what they're recovering from, but also what they're recovering to and how you're going to redeem these sort of years that the locusts have eaten away. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Anna, thanks for being with us today. God bless you, sister. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, how about going out to uh, Nate in California? Hello, Nate. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Good, good. Good, good. Lay it on us, brother. Well, hey, um, I actually, um, I'm, I'm 26, and um, I'm actually recovering from sexual addiction and um, same-gender attractions. Uh-huh. And um, I, I've been in recovery for about a year and a half, and so I've kind of gone through this process a little bit. And I just recently, um, just recently actually, uh, found out that my younger brother, who's 17, um, was using my one of my sisters. He still lives at home with my parents, but um, he was using one of my sister's uh, laptop computers to look at um, 
porn. Mm. And, um, you know, that's kind of right around the age when I started looking at porn, you know, um, and uh, it's just kind of, I haven't talked to him about it yet, and I'm kind of just wondering if you guys have any advice on how to how to approach that. Um, mm-hmm. My parents are Christians and everything. I, I have a feeling my my dad would probably handle it in a, I'm not sure how well he would handle that, um, but I'm just wondering what you think about um, what what my place would be and what would be a good way for me to approach my brother about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you have any advice on that. Sure, sure. I've got some ideas, but Mike, any thoughts from you? <clears throat> What's your relationship look like with your brother? Uh, we're very close, actually. Um, he doesn't realize that I've um, gone through any of the um, recovery stuff, or he doesn't realize any about any of my personal struggles, but I would be definitely willing to kind of share, you know, to a limited degree, some of that yeah. with him, but maybe not, maybe not everything, but... Right. Yeah, I mean, if it was for me, I'd probably take him out to lunch, get him out of the home, and sit down and just start with by being as transparent as, as you were comfortable with being with him, mm-hmm. and then use that to kind of open the door to seeing him saying, hey, there's somebody else who understands... And then after maybe you talk about that for a little bit, then kind of go into, you know, brother, I love you, and I found this, and how are you really doing with these issues with lust? Yeah. And I, 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 want, I agree with that, Mike. And I also just want to affirm you, Nate, as a person that uh, is willing to even consider doing this because, you know, as you know, being in recovery, there's a lot of people out there, they're just in recovery for themselves. You know, they don't want to uh, do the bad behavior anymore or they don't want to uh, feel guilty and it's just sort of all about them and that's, you know, that's tough. Right. But, you know, we can see that. However, um, there are people out there like yourself that have that redemptive vision and, and God uses people in their family. So I just want to affirm you that you must have a lot of character and a lot of growth in your recovery to even have uh, eyes for other people. And so I, I just think that it's going to be an, it's anointed from the start. I agree with Mike. I think uh, it's good to um, go ahead and uh, keep it sort of uh, concise about what does he need to hear. Right. You know, like you said, I'm not going to share just about everything. I, I don't think that that's really necessary. Um, maybe he doesn't struggle exactly like you. Right. And so, but, and you know, the things you do know about is that you have one thing in common, that's pornography. And that can be talked about in a general way. I think generally with kids, it's good to not give too much information uh, as well. Right. Um, you don't want to overkill. Then think think in terms of how do I want to be approached? You know, somebody was confronting me with saying, how do I want to be approached? And, you know, the, G- the way Jesus did it was he always showed care for the individual. You know, he didn't just go in and shame and guilt people and, you know, um, he, sometimes he had to talk tough, but it was always out of a heart of love and concern for the person. And, you know, in these days, what people really hear, too, is um, health. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we talk about things in terms of sin, it's really, uh, to me, a stronger synonym, if you will, for um, lack of health or uh, unhealthy choices or behaviors. So uh, you can talk about it in terms of, you know, being being uh, uh, you know uh, unhealthy in your life, and like Mike said, share your experience. What do you think about all these ideas? Well, um, yeah, that that kind of confirms a lot of the a lot of the stuff I was I was kind of thinking. I was kind of thinking mm-hmm. in those lines. That, that's very helpful. Um, just kind of just gives me a little bit more of a clear 
a clear kind of vision of how I should approach that. And so that's. So what do you need us for? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need you guys for? What do you need us for? I mean, you knew this stuff all along. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is good always, to. It always, it's always helpful to get some, some confirmation. And, and I think you guys gave me a couple of tips that I probably yeah. would not have, um, when I consider, I like the idea, um, that you mentioned about, um, you know, just taking him out to lunch to kind of a neutral place. Sure. Where, so, um, so he doesn't feel like he's, I don't want him to feel like he's cornered or anything. And, and we don't have a relationship that I feel like our relationship is close enough that we can, that we can talk about that. And I don't, I don't plan to, you know, just jump down his throat about anything. Right. So, right. Yeah. And great. Nate, I also think that you're in a valuable position just coming from the same family and whatever kinds of, you know, family of origin issues might've been present there that you know whether it's you know uh, initially or later on that y- y'all would be able to um, just converse about that. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't even think about that, but that's you're probably right. So. Well, I'm glad you got some affirmation of the things you're thinking of. Thanks for being willing to ask the question because there's people out there who maybe didn't have some of those answers and and just needed them fresh off. So, thank you, brother. Appreciate thank appreciate you, your time. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. God bless you. Bye. Talk to you soon. Okay, now listen, you're listening to the Blazing Grace show, and we're doing our very first ever, hopefully monthly, possibly last, live call-in show. And so this is a chance for you to vent your spleen, as it were, and uh, ask your questions. And uh, we're going to hopefully do this once a month. Um, If you'd like to be a part of a show, please email mike at blazinggrace.org. That's blazinggrace.org two words two g's and uh, dot org and uh, we'll get you all set up to call in for our next show uh any announcements from you guys i know i've got a couple (laughs) things coming up here uh but first mike why don't you tell the uh the listeners about our next guest for next week's uh next week we'll be talking with rudy from alaska he's got an awesome ministry out there for the sexually broken sweet and an awesome story good deal there's sex addicts in alaska too Okay, well, they're everywhere, right? We know that. But thank God there's somebody in Alaska doing this kind of work. Listen, uh, this is Jason. Of course, I'll be out uh, doing an Every Man's Battle Conference the weekend of July the 13th through the 15th. And I think I may be in Nashville. So if you'd like to come out for that, love to have you. Just go to uh, my website, healingforthesoul.org. And then uh, in late June, I'm going to be speaking at the Exodus International Conference in Irvine, California. That's the 26th through the 30th. So if you're in the Southern California area, uh, please be sure and join us there in Irvine. And uh, if you need more information about the conference, uh, you can call 888-264-0877 or visit them uh, to register online at exodusfreedom.org. So, uh, Julie, unless you have anything else? I um, have an intensive here, actually, in Colorado Springs coming up July the 2nd through the 6th. And you can just go to my website, wingsofgracecounseling.com, and find out more about that. All right, good. So you can get some, get some live in-person support. Right. And that's for individuals and couples? or couples. either or Just couples only. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Blazing Grace Show. Remember, we are listener-supported, so if you'd like to help us out, you can go to 
to blazinggrace.org and uh, click on the giving and financial tab. And uh, that all that information is there for you. Of course, it is tax deductible. So if you need a tax deduction and would love to help us out, um, we are trying to get the message out the best we can. You can tune us in, of course, to iTunes. You can find us on oneplace.com. Uh, and uh, listen to live uh, broadcasts there. And then also we're now in uh, South Africa and uh, on a station out there, 104.3 FM. So glad to be a part of that network. Uh, Tune in next week. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It will be gratefully appreciated. Send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at www.blazinggrace.org. That's B-L-A-Z-I-N-G-G-R-A-C-E dot O-R-G forward slash radio dot htm on that page you'll find a downloadable copy of this show or you can visit oneplace.com under ministries look for blazing grace radio if you want help resolving a sexual addiction you can reach jason graves by dialing toll free 877-590-SOUL that's 877-590-7685 julie dozier can be reached at 719 719- 266-6636. That's 719-266-6636. Get a copy of Mike's book, The Road to Grace, by visiting roadtograce.com. That's the word to and not the number. Desire for a specific subject to be covered on the show? Email Mike Janung at Mike at blazinggrace.org We look forward to sharing more blazing issues and grace-filled answers with you next time. Thank you so very much for listening. Tell a friend about the broadcast. On behalf of Jason, Mike, and Julie, may God richly shine His grace upon you. I am free. I am free. Yeah, I am